Hey guys, this is Kim with the Soul Sense Podcast, and I have my trusty wingman Melvin right here as well. What's cracking? And we're here with another one, and another one, and another one. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Anywho, guys, so what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, so let me tell you guys, we didn't really post, uh, we didn't post the episode last week. Um, what happened last week? Do you remember what happened last week? Uh, I think we just had a lot going on. Yeah, we had. A lot going on last week. I can't even remember <clears throat> all that we had going on. It was just a busy week, guys, and you know, we still posted to the blog and, um, which you definitely should, should go in and listen there because me and Melvin are basically journaling. <laughs> That's kind of what it is. It's like our little journal and, uh, that, um, we got some good things coming up and I'm excited about it. So you should definitely check out our blog, but we were not able to get a a podcast episode up last week and uh you know it is what it is sometimes yeah um but we did have a good good week we uh went out on uh a double date with the couple um oh yeah we did I did mention that to you guys yeah, yeah so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say their names <laughs> but um we, I have mentioned in a previous episode that I heard clear as day the spirit at telling me to reach out to the wife, and uh, she is a um, social media um, influencer. That's, I guess, that's what they call it, content creator. And her and her husband both are Christian motivators, and. Uh, when I reached out to her, I think when the last time we talked to you guys, I had just sent the email and I hadn't heard back from her. Well, she actually got back with me and we decided to go on a double date. And we actually went on that date on Saturday and it was awesome. Like we had some of the best spiritual conversations um, and it was just refreshing. I just, you know, they're, younger than us much much younger than melvin but (laughs) (laughs) um but just a very sharp couple you know just just very just motivated and you know in this day and time you don't come across in your everyday just people who are just like self-motivated and just you know it's uh, you meet a lot of people who are motivated within restraints but these were like outside of the box box thinkers and it was just refreshing to like talk to them yeah definitely um talking to the guy um to the husband he had uh just mentioned so he said he was a relationship coach um and uh you know I thought you know relationship coach uh probably the same thing you're thinking helps husbands and wives boyfriends girlfriends on, you know, just dating as a Christian. And, hey, you know, I could see definitely needing that. Hold on a second. Sorry, I had to adjust my level there a bit. But uh, but he, he uh, 
Yes. So, you know, helping girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever else, um, just date as Christians um, and husbands and wives. But um, he he mentioned he was like, you know, that's typically what people think when I tell them that. But, you know, I really start at at all levels of relationships. First, I start with you and your relationship with God. And then I go with you and your relationship uh, with yourself. And then we start looking outwardly. And I I have never thought about it. I was like, man, I, mm. I think I might need a, a relationship coach <laughs> for my, me and my relationship with God, you know, starting there and working out. Um, I don't care how good your relationships may be. Um, I don't know a lot of people that look at it that like start there you know what I mean mm-hmm. you may work you may work on your relationship with God over here and of course in your mind you know that these things are all connected but you're working on your relationship with God here maybe you work on your relationship with yourself probably not um and then you'll go and work on you know your marriage or your friendships or whatever else but I thought that was really cool and that spurred on that uh kind of kicked off a lot of really good conversation it was really I'd say it was really un unforced yeah it was it was really good and uh you know we left and I I mean honestly I didn't know what to expect I was just being obedient to the spirit and you know you know, you, you hope that everything goes well and, but you, you don't know, you know, I didn't know if the spirit wanted me to reach out so we can learn something so they can learn something or, you know, we are just forming a relationship, you know, teaming up together. I I do, I don't know. And I still don't know. But what I do know is that, you know, the conversation was good. I was very much encouraged. I know Melvin was, and I think we all left mutually encouraged all with the hopes of getting back together again. So it was great. And other news and other news in the Ellis household. Um, we've been kind of going through our parenting struggles here. You know, um, we've spoken about this before. Um, but, you know, we're still trying to form good character in our oldest and uh, we we kind of had a rough patch over the last few days. And so that's been something that has been taking a lot of our attention as well. Uh, we, me and Melvin actually had to have a, a, like a planning session, a planning meeting last night about it. And just kind of talk and formulate <laughs> a plan, you know, because, you know, the thing about parenting um, that I can say is I believe that being married and being a parent have been like the two hardest things that I have ever done. But I would have to say parenting takes the cake because at least with your spouse, you're talking to another responsible adult that has reason, maturity, <laughs> But a lot of times with your kids, you're constantly second guessing if you're doing the right thing or not. It's a lot of trial and error. And, you know, if this you throw this out, does this work? OK, no, it don't. Let's try this. OK, that work. Let's keep that. And it's a lot of that, you know, and you get advice, but no one can really give you the like guide. There's really no guidebook. And so you're just 
Yeah. Trying to do it. <laughs> Just <clears throat> Definitely. Um, did, you know, Kim, I, I was like our conversation that we were having and, and my wife is, uh, I came, I knew it was about to be deep cause, uh, she was like, fair, don't watch TV. And I'm like, what? Why you can't watch TV? Uh, and and I asked her what's going on. She was like, we we'll talk about it later. And then Fair goes to bed, and uh, she's feeding my youngest. And I'm like, uh, what? Uh, you know what? Why why couldn't she watch TV? She was like, let me finish feeding Fallon. I've got some. Uh, I took some note. <laughs> I took some notes. And when she said, I took some notes. I was like, oh, man, this is about to be, I'm sitting there like, what What could it be? And I'm thinking like, man, do I got to, you know, do I need to call my lawyer? Because uh, did I do something crazy? Or am I, you know, everything that, I just start thinking about me. Like, what, what, uh, do I need to get a witness here? Uh, whatever. You know That's what, what you were thinking about. No, but I knew it was about to take a long time. That's really what I was thinking about. <laughs> we needed to have a talk. But, uh, you know, like Kimberly said, man, dealing with kids is, is just crazy because, and the thing that we were talking about is like, and I'm just keep it real, you know, it. I don't know if anybody else can deal with it, man. When you're dealing with kids and uh, you going, especially when it's, other people having to report to you about your child. And and my daughter is, is a sweetheart, you know what I mean? But she just really got a lot of energy. And uh, a lot of times that energy plays out in, in her, you know, plays out in a beautiful way. You know what I'm saying? She, she never meets a stranger. She's always, you know, really happy to see people. But then there's other times where it's not so pretty. And it's those times that are at school, you know, and we would go in and pick her up and every day you'd just be kind of like counting down, like it's like walking the green mile because you're just waiting to find out what they're going to tell you, you know, what new bad thing are they going to say? And when I say bad thing, it's not anything like crazy, like she just like peeling paint off the wall or like eating a crayon, like stuff that. It's not, it's just, you just like, why? And stuff that they have to write her up for. Yeah. And these people love her. And so they're trying everything they can to get her to, you know, get in order. But um, uh, honestly, man, it'd get to a point to where I'd be like, not even really wanting to go and go and pick her up sometimes. I'm like, man, I don't, I don't even want to, like dreading it. Um, And we were talking about that, man. I was like, I feel... It does make you feel bad because I, I should be walking up there excited to see my, my kid and going to pick her up. But honestly, that was not my my feelings. And we had we were talking about that, you know, um, and that kids bring up a lot of emotions. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's really I don't know. I think for me, I've just had a, a whole 
it, my emotions have been on the whole spectrum. You know, I've gone, you know, you know, some of the stuff is like, you know, like you teach your kids at home and you teach them how to obey and they know how to do stuff. And then you send them out and you'd be like, you out here making us look bad. You know, <laughs> you got those feelings. And then you got these feelings of like, you know, shame, like, is my kid the only kid, you know, like cutting up like this? And then you feel guilty for feeling those feelings. And then you feel sad because it's like, I don't want this to be what she's defined as. And I think as a mother, like, I just, it's like, it's a constant running the gamut of all of it. You know what I'm saying? Then you start to think about what have I done wrong? What am I failing at? And it's just, you can just emotionally beat yourself up to. And I know everybody probably doesn't have this particular um, struggle, but I know as a parent, every kid got their quirk. And right now, this is, we're going through the season for it, you know, and, and as we've gotten advice, you know, from people who have grown kids in college or empty nesters, you know, people constantly are reassuring us that, you know, this is just the season that you're in, but man, it is hard, you know, and I think for me, what is so, what is so difficult for me is that I grew up in a household that I had two military parents and they were older. So our house was very traditional. Um, I was very regimented at home and there are things that we definitely, me and Melvin both, we implement from our own childhood, but there are things that we decide that we're going to do differently than our parents. So it's like, I can't be like my parents because I'm like thinking like, what would my mom do? What would my dad do in this? Well, I know what they were doing, some of this stuff, and we just don't believe in some of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we're trying to raise our child in a certain way. And um, so it's just, you just got all these emotions that are just running through. Yeah. Um, and kind of when we were talking last night, just to, it, it, it was an emotional conversation, I think. Um, oh yeah. Cause I'm a crier y'all. So <laughs> lots of tears. And, you know, for me, um, I, I can be very, uh, you know, I can be very practical sometimes and I'm, I try to communicate things. You know, one thing I am trying to do more of is have less of my words when I'm dealing with um, my family. Um, you know, the, the scripture that says, you know, that it, it talks about washing husbands, you know, um, present your wives pure and blameless, washing them with the with the word. I'm butchering it, but paraphrasing. Um doing more washing Kimberly with the word as opposed to just talking to her about my thoughts. And I may have scriptural reverence in there, but I'm not really, you know, it's more of me talking than anything else. But there is a balance that, you know, because I'm dealing with a person, you know, and making sure that she feels like I'm, I am, empathizing with her and, and understanding her feelings and taking into account her feelings. Um, and it's just a, it's a hard thing for me to do. Cause I, you know, I don't really, we, we're just two completely different 
people, you know, and she told me one thing, like she shared something with me and I was like, you know, I feel the same way sometimes. And she's like, well, that's the first time you've ever said that. And I, you know, I, I just don't ever think about it. Um, but you know, as a, and it's not always the husbands that are, that are in this position, but typically you have one spouse that is more emotionally expressive expressive than the other. Everybody's emotional, but one person may be more expressive. And if you're that person that's not emotionally expressive, um, you got to kind of make some effort to, to figure out how to still communicate that you are emotional because it can kind of cause a couple of issues. First off, like what she was saying, like me not, it may, it may feel like I'm not being vulnerable, but also um, it will make it hard. I, there have been times where I've been emotional or I've felt a certain way and I don't feel like Kimberly really takes it as serious. And I think what it is, is that she don't really expect me to be emotional on things. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't have a lot of practice in in sharing my emotions. And so I could be like passive aggressive or something like that. But uh, something I'm learning is I have to, I got to try to figure that out some way. Um, but anyway, um, we it was a good conversation. Yeah, and I mean, it ended well. I mean, and the situation he was talking about, he mentioned it about like, you know, we'll go and, you know, we don't dread to see our child. It's just dread to pick her up to get get the slip handed to you where she's gotten written up and you have to sign it up, you know, in the after school care. And, you know, I was sharing with him that like, I all weekend long, I like refused to look at her binder to see what like her conduct color was, you know, cause I just took her word on it that she got a bad color and it all started because it was Sunday night and I had to sign off on some stuff and clear out her binder. And so I'm looking at all of this that I had put off the whole weekend because I dreaded it. And, you know, he was sharing with me that like, well, I dread some stuff too, because it beats me down to like, feel like, okay, we're going in here every day and they're telling us something that she's done. And I just share with him, like, why don't you share those things with me? Because like, I'm sitting over here thinking that I am the world's worst mother because I feel this way, you know, like I need to know that you feel that way, you know, because otherwise I'm in, it's making me insecure. And so here we, we just working through it guys. And again, continue to like pray with us. It ended very well. I think we definitely got to a common ground and really started to think about like how we're going to move forward and just kind of structure, restructure some things in our home. And so, so that was a doozy. So that, that was definitely a doozy. Definitely a doozy. <laughs> Spell doozy. <laughs> but yeah, ultimately, we just decided to uh, just be more intentional um, in and just making sure we are uh, just kind of, if you reference uh, Deuteronomy uh, 6, mm-hmm. 6 through 9, I think it is, says, um, you know, it just talks about 
the importance of impressing uh, your convictions on your on your children, um, and, and how how that aligns with them living a, a, a long life. It aligns with them being faithful in the end. And you know, there's a thousand scriptures to talk about that, but it's not as though we don't. Um, you know, if you talk to my daughter, she understands what our life revolves around. But um, I think that this is a spiritual answer. You know what I mean? There's got to be a spiritual answer to this um, instead of us trying to press and force. Because the thing is, is like when we try to handle it like with our own wisdom, you know, let's put on, let's, let's get some more structure. Let's get some more, um, let's make sure we are holding her accountable. Let's punish her. Let's this, let's that, the, the other. These are all things that um, the only way you can really tell if they're being effective is if you have instant results, right? Um, you can't really put faith that this process is going to work in the end because we're kind of just shooting from the hip. But if we look at it in a spiritual way, you know, and, and really just go to the word to see how we should handle this, then, you know, we can have confidence. Uh, we can take ourselves out of the whole equation and know that like, just like there's all of these do things that this list of things to do, there's a promise that comes after it. And that was the thing that we, we also just kind of talked about is uh, just as important as it is for us to really concentrate on implementing these things that the Bible talks about and, and, you know, do an even better job at that is also just as important for us to remember the promises that go along with them. So even if we don't necessarily see instant results. We just got to go by faith like we do in everything else that we, we, uh, work on, you know, just go by faith that the things God promised are going to come true. Um, because it, you know, it's just a spiritual, this spiritual warfare, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, I could tell, I think we both agreed that we were like both going after parenting with, you know, with our own strength and we were burning out. So, and it was like, okay, <laughs> we got to be more intentional and take it back to the source. Okay. Um, but my mic is not good. No, I was telling you, I gave you a layup. Spiritual warfare. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what that movement was. <laughs> well, that moves us into another thing that we want to talk about. <laughs> Spiritual warfare. <laughs> you see? <laughs> Anyways, guys. So, um, yeah. So, I was listening to a podcaster. Her name is Courtney L. Sanders. And if you don't listen to her, if, especially if you're a woman, you should definitely listen to her because she is going on her own personal spiritual journey. And um, it's it's amazing. She did like a three-part podcast series um, where she was talking about just the reason why she rebranded her business. She's a very successful businesswoman. Um, 
she's also another social media influencer and content creator but you know she was doing very well in what she was doing speaking mostly about business um but just in her own personal life God was dealing with her and she had been kind of like Jonah had been fleeing from what God had been trying to tell her to do and finally it all came to a head and she now is walking in obedience, but she's basically telling her listeners as to why she rebranded and why she's changed the format of her business. And so her last episode of her three-part series was um, talking about spiritual warfare. And she was you know, I was running, you know, guys, I'm a runner, if you didn't know. And so I was, as I was running, I was listening to the podcast episode. And it just really struck a chord with me some of the things that she was saying as she was like, revealing some things that she was learning and stuff. And so it got me to dig deeper as well. And I definitely agree with there is a spiritual war going on around us. Okay, so somebody stop reading? it is. Good night, baby. Good night, Pharaoh. <laughs> Love you. Good night. And just like that, my daughter scared me because I'm up here talking about spiritual warfare and she just walked in. Okay, so that Sound was... Sound like Caroline. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Children are scared the best out of you. <laughs> I literally like was about to jump out this chair. <laughs> so anyways, it got me to thinking about just spiritual warfare and the Bible talks about, you know, our in Ephesians, it talks about like our battle is not between flesh and blood. It's between the, the dark realms and the rulers of this evil world, you know, that's a surrounding around us that we don't see. And uh, we actually have a devotional here at our house called spiritual warfare. So I started digging back into it. And one of the things that kind of came out to me was, you know, putting on the armor of God, because in that same scripture in Ephesians 6, and I believe it's Ephesians 6 verses 10 through 18, you know, it talks about putting on the full armor of God so you can be ready for the war that's being going on around us. And I was talking to Melvin about it one morning as we normally have our conversations. And we were just talking about like the different pieces of armor, you know, that, um, that the, the scriptures mention and you know, you got that pulled up, babe, let me pull it up on my phone. I should have had it. I had a few things pulled up, but yeah, you got um, it pulled up. So, uh, Ephesians six eleven. it's put on the whole armor of God. Oh wait, I don't got the King James version. Well, I, I got, <laughs> I got the NIV. <laughs> Here we go. Um, so finally, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and read all of it. Okay. So finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, 
Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Amen. That's such a good uh, scripture. Yeah. So, I'll oh, go ahead, babe. <sighs> Yeah, um, we were t- and uh, we were, while we were talking there during we were talking uh, that morning. I had mentioned to you, uh, you know, when you break down that list, mm. it it talks about it. You know, something that I I have kind of really started to to feel for myself is uh, it's all about preparation, right? Mm. Um, this scripture is not a wartime scripture. No. This scripture is for the off season, right? You, you, it says put on the full armor of God so that when yeah. this stuff happens, you'll be able to stand firm. And then it goes through and gives you a list of things mm-hmm. that um, you need to to start to prepare yourself with and so the idea is that every single day you're going out with this armor Mm. um and not only that you are perfecting your ability to to move with this armor you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because it says put on the armor like read the first little part well like what you're referring to is verse 13 and it says Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground after you have done everything to stand. Right. there. That last part, after you have done everything to stand. So it's not just putting on the armor. It's doing every all, all of those pieces take exercise. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. praying. It says when they talk about praying. Pray continuously. When it talks about faith, you can look through the Bible and see faith isn't just this magical thing that appears. Faith is something that is is takes effort. You know what I mean? Uh, it takes pr- back to prayer. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. says if you lack faith, pray for faith. Pray to the Lord at a harvest for faith. Um, you, it's all. This is like I said. This is an off season scripture. No, baby, your 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 lip is not bitten. It's not bitten. No, it, you didn't bite it. I did bite it. I did. I didn't okay. bite it. Well, good night, baby. Please uh, stay in night. your bed. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, off season scripture. <laughs> yeah. So, something to to add to your point there. You know, the Bible talks about um, in First Corinthians about. Uh, yeah, uh, so the Bible talks about that as well. Like, uh, let me give you another scripture. First Corinthians 9, um, verse 27, it says, 
I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I might I myself might be disqualified. So to your point, like it talks about like we're supposed to be prepared. Uh, there's an I can't think of the scripture off the top of my head, but be prepared. I think it's what Timothy be prepared in all, in all seasons, seasons. Yeah. you know, and so we're you know, it goes back to this description in Ephesians. It's not about, you know, the wartime. It's about preparing. And something else you had said that I really liked too was that, um, you know, it speaks about the, the, the sword. The sword of God is the word of God. And as we were talking, and Melvin, I want you to elaborate a little bit on this. He was talking about how, you know, you can have the Bible and you can read the Bible, but if you're not applying and using the Bible, it's just like that person who has a sword or a weapon, but you just got it in your hands, but you don't know what you're doing with it. Yeah. I mean, if you look through that whole list of, of components, uh, there's only one real offensive weapon. Mm. The rest of them are, are really about protection and about, uh, you know, being sturdy, but, uh, the Bible, the word of God is, is a weapon. And, um, and it's not just a weapon for good. Uh, if you look at the example of Jesus on, uh, going into the wilderness to be tempted, Mm. it's a, it's a sword fight because Satan is, is hitting him with, uh, scripture, you know, didn't he, God say he'd give you, uh, this or if you do this or if you do that and Jesus's only uh reply was battling him back with scriptures yeah Satan knows the Bible demons know the Bible way more than we do yes and and not only that uh they they have way more faith because they have seen like their faith isn't blind but it's just demons you know if you read in James it talks about um you know it it says, you say you believe that there's one God, good. You know, even the demons believe that and they shudder. You know, it's so almost like a, it's demon faith. It's faith that produces nothing. Yeah. Um, they believe it, but it produces nothing. And I say all that to say uh, the, that the same thing with, with the word of God. You know, we're not the only people who know it. And you can read the Bible all the time, but if you're not, Daily looking, you know, having sword practice, you know, and to me, sword practice is daily filtering your life and your decisions and your motives and your actions through the prism of the word to give yourself practice to look at at life spiritually. You know what I mean? So somebody cuts you off in traffic, something small. Your first reaction is to go, Hey, you know, what? but you stop yourself because you think about what does the Bible say? How should I handle this? And then you handle it the way the Bible says. Now the first, maybe 20 times, that is going to be very difficult. It's going to be more of a correction type of thing. But on number 21, it just may become your natural reaction to handle it in a biblical way, in a godly way. The same thing goes to when there is uh when you come against hardships, the hardships and the, the warfare that, that that scripture talks about, 
you, there will be a lot of times that you enter into these situations where you may just get through by the skin of your teeth and you're digging into the word, trying to figure it out. But the more and more you practice, the more and more natural you will make it through those situations. Um, but more than anything, it's after you, it's during the off season, really learning what the Bible says about whatever it is you're going through so that once you get to it, you know, you don't have to try to scramble. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And it's, it's like I think about somebody like a LeBron James or like a Tiger Woods or a Serena Williams, somebody who is just like this ultra athlete, you know, and taking in consideration what we read in Ephesians and then what I just read in 1 Corinthians. You know, these are people who were born naturally able to play their respective sports very well. But even till this day, they still train themselves like to a point where like I guarantee you that when LeBron James steps out on that that court, when he's shooting a shot, he is so confident about how he's going to make it. Take a Steph Curry, for instance, who can like shoot the lights out of, of a stadium like when he's shooting. He already knows that he's going to make it. He knows how that shot is going to feel because why? He's been practicing. And he knows when he's going to miss. Yes, he know it. He can feel as he's starting to line up, he can tell right then, okay, this don't feel right. You know what I'm saying? And so that is how we're supposed to be like what 1 Corinthians says. Like I beat my, my body. I discipline my body and make it a slave, like an athlete. So like I will not be disqualified, you know? So, um, it was a question I was going to ask you, but I done lost my train of thought. <laughs> I don't know. I done lost it. I'll get it back. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, have you had some situations where, like on either side of this, like where you have felt totally unprepared for the battle or you have felt very prepared for the battle? Oh, yeah. Both sides. Both sides. I can talk about. Choose one. Let's see. And it's kind of like, I'll tell you, when we first moved out here to uh, Texas and our cars got stolen. And for, I don't know if we've ever shared this, but like when we moved, we had both of our cars stolen within a month's time. The first time it was stolen, it wrecked me miserably. Like it just, I could not understand why someone felt like they had the right to steal something from us. And it's just, it just, it just tore me up. I cried, I cried, I was angry. And literally not even a month later, uh, our other car was stolen as well. I know, bizarre guys, but it happens to us. And I, for some reason, I had this uncanny peace, you know, just like, you know what? Our first car got, you know, our first car got returned to us. We were able to get that first car back. And I'm sure that we'll be able to get this one back as well. And if we don't, that's why we have insurance. And, you know, I'm like, I'm not about to let this worry me and shake me the way that it did that first time. Because, like, the thoughts that I had and we felt like we knew who it was, which turned out to be true. We thought it was one of our neighbors. So just imagine <laughs> coming in every single day and thinking that your neighbor did that and 
you're having to walk past them, you know, every day you coming in and, you know, like, so yes, I mean, that's one of, I mean, I could think of even bigger situations, but yes, when I can say the coin, I did good on both sides of the coin, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, yeah. Uh, I think I, I was the flip side on that. I think I was good at the beginning, but um, I think, uh, let me think. So I think a good, a good thing for me was um, handling, gosh, now right before you said that I had all these different ones on my mind. Um, I'll give you one for, for not being prepared. I think, um, when it comes to, I've had some struggles here lately with just like the music ministry. Mm. And, um, I think this time I have allowed, so this has happened before and, uh, I, you know, I really dug in and really, uh, you know, went to the, to the word and, and got a lot of strong conviction and it really kind of powered me through and I experienced growth like I hadn't before. Um, but I think, um, I kind of got comfortable in my understanding of that area of my life and I didn't pour as much into, uh, you know, studying that out. And, uh, I've had some different things come up here lately that have really kind of rocked me. Um, and I guess it's been really hard for me to, to focus and to maintain and to not feel like even bitter about certain things, but definitely feeling, uh, struggling with anger and, and, uh, feeling, yeah, just, just stuff that, that I was very surrendered about before. Mm. Um, and so I'm kind of in the midst of it where, uh, you know, I feel very, I don't know, man, I just feel very like lost in the sauce and I'm trying to get it back, but, uh, it's really hard cause I'm in the middle of the battle right now. And, you know, this may just be one of those times where I got to like claw, you know, tooth and nail to get through this and to come out righteous. But, uh, I just got to learn that lesson that I can't sit back. You know what I mean? I can't just rest on, Hey, this is an area of my life that I'm strong in. Let me concentrate on some other. Nah, man, you gotta, the things that, that you are the most emotionally invested in, you probably need to really focus on those things. You got to touch up on those things all the time, man. And like I said, I spent a lot of time, digging into the scriptures and really gaining some biblical, um, some biblical, uh, conviction on, on this area in particular. But yeah, uh, you know, I'm definitely feeling the, the effects of not, not doing the work right now, um, to where it's, it's been difficult. So, yeah. 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 And, you know, you, I, I think also to like, and realize that like, I'm still just kind of like mulling 
this over as well. Like I'm still like just reflecting over this stuff. So it may sound a little scattered or whatever, but you know, the thought came up about like, if this is a spiritual war and there are, we know the Bible talks about heavenly bodies and different creatures and things like that. It's just not demons and angels. You know, there's, there's different things. I mean, there's so much stuff that we don't know and we can't say for sure what, what is, what is, you know what I'm saying? Um, but these are ancient, this is an ancient war before man was even created. You know what I'm saying? There was things going on, you know? And so what would make us think that part of the spiritual war could be whispers from the devil, you know, you know, and like, I even thought like I was, I was, I looked up a scripture earlier um, from uh, Revelations, I think it was Revelations 20 about, you know, uh, a demon that was tormenting nations. And the thought of like, you know, there, there may very well be demons that are, you know, assigned to countries and territories and even families. Like, why would we think that that could not be, you know what I'm saying? Like, why could we, we'll sit here and talk about guardian angels, but why wouldn't we think that there are, there are, you know, demons who are assigned to families. And then that got me to thinking about these things that we call like generational curses, like where you'll see families who have generations of, you know, poverty or generations of uneducated, like no one going to get education or work in certain jobs or all these things of generational curses with addiction and all these different things that we can think of. Like what if just what if like these were things that schemes that the devil is putting into place. Now I understand that some things, you know, and that may not be the case with everything, but when you're thinking openly why couldn't it be? What says that it could not be? And so as I'm just like mulling through all of this, I just felt like regardless, it would not hurt to pray about things because just like any family, I think we, in all our families, when you have many people that are a part of a family, you have many things, you have great things about your family and you got things that are characteristic to your family, you know, and everybody has their dysfunction. And, um, I just started praying over, you know, setting up a generational legacy. And I think a lot of times when people talk about setting up generational legacies, they talk about wealth, but I was thinking something on something much, much bigger than wealth. I was thinking about spiritual legacy. You know, I was sharing with Melvin, you know, which he knows, he knows that there's a family in our uh, congregation, the Hoopers and they, the grandparents, they started themselves being believers. They had children and all their children are Christians who then ended up marrying other Christians. And now their grandchildren are 
Christians, becoming Christians, the ones that are of age. And some of them, the older ones are getting married to other Christians. And it made me think to myself, like it can, the buck can stop with us and then it can begin with us, you know? And it's like, what, why can't I pray those things over my family? You know? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And you know, I kind of want to double back to, to something you said. I know know? I said a lot. I'm sorry. No, that's cool. Um, (laughs) You know, this idea of of Satan working to, to make things happen, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's 100% true. We see stories about it in the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Job. Job. Um, but, but the thing is, is that Satan cannot do anything mm-hmm. that God doesn't allow him to do. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? God mm-hmm. is all powerful. And then in Romans 8, 28, and I think this is a scripture that... Um, uh, yeah, I wasn't gonna say their name. <laughs> I mean, we should shoot. Okay, yeah, yeah. They, their their names are Carrington and Ashley Brown. She goes as Ashley Empowers on Instagram, and he goes by the moniker the Fit Pastor. Yeah, I mean, shoot, man, I don't. We can't hoard all this. Uh, I know they they blessed us. So it's a, it a blessing, but um, a scripture he referenced was Romans eight twenty eight, and he kept going back to this, and he was like. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And the idea that, like, we just, this goes out of our minds. Mm -hmm. Like, every single thing that happens in our lives and in this world, God intends it for our good. Mm -hmm. We may not see it as something specifically good at the time. It doesn't say things that, that feel good. But it's for our good. And it's no different than how we do with Farah. Um, I guarantee you she did not enjoy not being able to touch her Kindle or not being able to play with a toy. Um, but we mean that for her good just as much as when we buy her a new dress. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All of these things we mean for them to ultimately result in her success spiritually and the cool thing about God is he is consistently focused on the things that matter in the long run yeah God wants us to have a full life on this earth I I I am not one of those people who think um you know I think God wants you to be successful I think he wants you to be your best. Otherwise he wouldn't have given you these different talents and skills, but ultimately that's just a small piece of the puzzle. God ultimately wants you to make it to heaven and he wants you to be successful so that you could use that to help other people to make it to heaven. Like that's what he's all about because that's the only thing that really matters. Cause at the end of the day, we can't take any of this stuff with us. That's right. And so when that, to me, when I read that scripture, that means that, that for my good, there may be some tears, there may be some hardships, and there may be, and it may be Satan has a hand, but where Satan's hand comes in and where the spiritual war cut fair comes in at is not that these things are happening, but it is how we react to those things. Satan is a deceiver. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He has no power to do anything mm-hmm. by himself. He has no power. But what he can do is whisper in your ear and deceive you so that you think he is more powerful than God so that we feel 
helpless yeah. and like we're just being acted upon by Satan. You know, we think of, I think about like what we're going through with Pharaoh now. Mm-hmm. And like while I'm talking about this, it is convicting me because, you know, we're going through all of this stuff. And is it, is not God over our child? Yeah. You know what I mean? God is over my child. Every single thing she is going through, God is permitting these things to happen because he's doing it for her good. He's thinking about the end of her life the before she was born. The Bible says that God knit us in our mother's wombs, that he names the hairs on our body. Like he knows everything about us. He has molded the situations that we will uh, there's somebody a thousand miles away that God is making something happen in their life, all for the purpose of us coming into contact with the perfect set of experiences that will lead us to know more about him or to know more about some situation later on that'll lead us to know more about him. God is like, he's playing chess on a whole nother level, but it's so hard to to stay in that mindset and that's where the spiritual warfare to me takes place is yeah. like always remembering Romans eight twenty eight. God, he works through all things, not some things, but all things. So my child, like if I start to feel anxiety about that is really a result of faithful faithlessness mm. and it's a spiritual battle. I don't need to like, yeah, we need to get into the word and figure out how to Racer, but ultimately, we need to get into the word about why do we feel so anxious about God's child? You know what I mean? And that, gosh, man, that that's rough. Yeah, <laughs> because like you know, going back to what I had mentioned about having like thoughts of like what did what did you do wrong, Kim? You know, like that ain't of God. You know. Satan is an accuser. He ain't accusing us of nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's, it's, it's just one of those things of, like you said, it's like, I'm lacking faith. And in even going back to like the armor of God, you know, it says that the shield is your faith. So you can ward off the many arrows, the flames of, of Satan, you know, and, my shield is, is is my shield is very p- broken right now apparently you know what i'm saying so yes i am going to be hit with these flames of accusations you're not doing well or you're failing or such and such this or you know all those things and so I don't know I like to kind of look at that type of stuff you know because I feel like the Bible doesn't use these illustrations Mm -hmm. just as a matter of fact like the fact that it likens it to a soldier that has armor on and we know what these individual pieces of armor do, you know, and to think, you know, my faith is the shield that's going to block any accusations or any bad thoughts or any, any whispers that could come to me. I have faith enough to block that. Cause I know like, that's not true, but here I am believing the accusations that is a testament that my faith is not where it needs to be. Yeah, mm. you said it, man. And it it and that, you know, if it's anything I wanna impart, like ho- I hope that this is not like a we never want to come on here like we preaching. Mm-mm. Cause I'm not a preacher. But 
we like we literally are just talking to, to you guys about stuff that that we're going through. Not yet, not last week. Today, mm. you know what I'm saying. This is something that we're fighting through today, and this and this is life. You know what I mean. This this has to be life for us. Um, as a Christian, it it's not. I think um, today we we live in a in a time, and I, I hate that notion that we live in a time. It's always been like this, but mm. you know. We did. We definitely are still living in a time where Christianity is is especially in the South, man. It is like just a, a it, it it's just a, a name. You know what I mean? It can be. It it's not always just very practical. Every you know you have people who spend more time aligning themselves. I won't say people who we spend more times aligning ourselves with a political ideology or a, um, you know, social ideology. Um, I'm very socially conscious, man. And it's so easy for me to align my, my, uh, beliefs and thoughts on any given subject along my, um, social stance on things. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or my, I'm not really political, so yeah. sorry for me, but let's say I'm political. It's super easy for me to align my my thoughts along my political stance. And I see it every day, like mm. on Facebook. Well, I can't say every day. Whenever I check Facebook, I see it every day where it's people flop on different issues and feelings and thoughts based on however that political party may be going. Yeah. Um, and, and so in essence, we align ourselves with those things like we should align ourselves with the scriptures. And so we have this power, you know, and you may be somebody who reads the Bible every single day. Like I said before, somebody who prays every single day, somebody who is putting on this armor and it, somebody who is, preparing this armor every single day. But if we are not putting it on and aligning our lives with it, then it's just worthless. All of these things that God asks us to do are attached to a promise. Mm. And we got to remember that promise. And that's where the filtering our lives through the spirit is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's where I think we got to kind of work on. And like my wife is an amazing uh, like she's a five thirty in the morning kind of gal, up digging into the scriptures and praying and and doing all of those things, um, and you know when and she's so driven, and I think that that blessing of being driven and being focused, um, and being very detail oriented, like the flip side of that is. You know, you got to be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it could be hard when you feel like you're not in control. Yeah. Um, and you can get a lot of those different feelings. While me, on the other hand, I can be kind of, I can float through life, man. You know, I have to make myself be um, focused and and do all of those things that come so naturally for her. And 
but on the flip side, like I, I don't, I don't really have a lot of issues seeing. I'm, I'm not perfect in it, but for the, for a lot of times, it's easy for me to see, like God is going to work this out. You know what I'm saying? I don't get super stressed out over stuff, but um, I have to. I it's not if I'm not doing the work. Hence the situation I'm in now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm feeling like, yeah, I got into the scriptures. I know what God is going to do. He's going to help me out in this situation. But I haven't been doing the work. And so now I'm stuck like Chuck. And I'm having to struggle and get out of this this, this hole. And so it's it's a two-sided coin. You got to do both parts. Um, and we just live in proof of that. Anything else there, Kimmy? No, guys. Uh, we appreciate y'all listening to our chitty, chitty chat chat. <laughs> But no, I think, I mean, like, I think we really convicted, I think us by us sharing just scriptures, things were revealed to us and have convicted us. And I know that I feel encouraged. I actually feel encouraged in like, okay, this is where I need to start working on, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, um, no, I don't have anything else. Oh, I do have something. So I do want to let you all know that we do have our new website up and I will give you that. It is the www.soulsenseministries.com. Don't be laughing at me because I did the www. Soulsenseministries.com. And um, on there, it, you'll be able to, to get everything Soul Sense from the podcast. We have our blog. Um, we also have different, re, we're building a, re, uh, a library full of resources. We got a lot of people that um, guest uh, columnists and people that are just going to just start giving us different study guides and devotionals. And we already have some sermons already good inspirational sermons up on the website and something that I am very excited about that's going to be coming soon is that we're going we're starting up uh our community um which we have named affectionately the righteous phoenix and so we would love for you guys to go over there subscribe um to our email list so you can be up to date on all the things that are going on. Of course, follow us on all things social on Facebook. We're the soul sense podcast on Instagram soul sense podcast on Twitter. We're soul sense pod. And, uh, yeah. Um, anything else you want to add? Um, just, uh, that if anyone is interested in, in being a guest writer or, um, you have some some something cool you've been studying that you want to share or submit that you think could help other people out just reach out to us on social media or um on our email and uh we'll definitely uh post those things um we're really just trying to build up a big catalog of Mm -hmm. of things so that people can you know this stuff is everywhere out there but you know we're really looking for things that are that are personal, you know, so talking about your personal life. So maybe you have a Bible study that you've done, but tagged to that, you can write a little entry that talks about how this helped you because that's what we're all about. You know, we're really trying to show people that the Bible is practical. We're not perfect. 
we're definitely, you know, just flawed individuals, but um, we serve a perfect God and he's given us a perfect plan. And um, yeah, you know, just have to put that into practice, but that's it. Okay. And we'll thank y'all again for listening in and we'll catch you later. Bye.